Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jersey Boys Podcast, exclusively here on Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Dave Sturchio, alongside America's number one comedian. I was almost going to say America's fan, and I realized he wasn't here, so I had yeah, to America's fan's not America's fan's not here right now. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just his brother. It's just this. We got to settle for his brother. Nationally known comedian, Brett Ernst. Brett, uh, your brother is obviously not here with us tonight. He's enjoying himself. Uh, as no, he should. He's, he's got to rest up. He's got to travel. So okay. Well, there you go. That's perfect. There you go. And there he's it is. Uh, so it's a it's a dual. <laughs> <laughs> he's on assignment. We'll go with that. Uh, but it's a dual show today, and uh, there's a lot of things going on in the past week. A lot of uh, not shocking turn of events, but look, the Cowboys are starting to round out a couple of their positions that they need to fill. Uh, going into the draft, they're they're obviously picking ten. They haven't moved yet, despite all the you know trade up, trade down, this that, and the third scenarios. Um, but a couple moves are made, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys this week. Um, they put a little, uh, they put a little anger in the special teams. <laughs> Brian yeah, they Anger, did. yeah, they did. <laughs> Brian Anger was hey, signed. Man, he's, he's a good, he's a good punter, man. He's not a bad punter. He's better than what we had. That's for sure. Oh yeah. No, he, he's definitely a good punter. He comes in to compete with Niswander. Uh, again, I guess I'm just a bias because, you know, I had, uh, Marquette King on my Chop Sports podcast, and I was really excited to talk to him and get to know him. And 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 I just can't understand why no NFL teams are giving him a shot. And then you get you know Brian Anger gets signed, and I'm just like, Ugh, come on, man! Like again, good punter. You said it yourself. He's he's, he's very serviceable. He had his, he had the numbers, uh, so he'll compete with Niswander. And and I, I guess we'll just see who wins that battle. Uh, obviously, Anger is the the vet, and Niswander just came onto the scene last year, so. Mm-hmm. It's up to them on who they want to choose. Um, but it's good to have a battle. That's what I was hoping for. I was hoping they did something just to not just give the keys to Niswander and say, hey, you're the guy. So well, well, pun- pun- punters are different where age actually doesn't matter. I mean, like the older you are, the better it is. The more experienced you are, the better it is. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, a punter is not a youthful position. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not you know, it's like a it's like a place kicker i think mark mosley played until he was like 48 and well remember you know, uh what was his name uh Vinatieri. the guy who played not well vinitieri too but pretty sure the guy who kicked for the vikings gary anderson i think he was like led all team scoring forever he was like one of the oldest kickers morton anderson morton, morton anderson, anderson. that's morton. what it was that, that's what it was so morton anderson but yeah so anger is added to the special teams we do add another offensive weapon in Jeremy Sprinkle. Now, Sprinkle is coming from – look at these names, by the way, that we're getting. Sprinkles, <laughs> Anger. Um, yeah, well, he, he came from uh, San Fran, right? Washington, Washington. Washington, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he, he is a journeyman as well. Um, he's been around the block. And, again, blocking tight end, decent decent skill. 
Got uh, good hands. Yeah, this raises the question, though. Uh, being that we have Jarwin coming off the ACL, we went over this last week and, and a couple weeks already. Jarwin coming off ACL, Schultz on an, uh, on a contract year, Sprinkle now comes in. Do you think this kind of deters the whole Kyle Pitts scenario, or is it just kind of like a smoke I screen? I hope it like, does. I yeah. hope it does. I really do. I mean, if we're going to waste a first-round draft pick. I mean, look, I – when we get to this in the podcast, I'd tell you what I would do if it were me. Okay. All right. But again, I'm not big on drafting a tight end at number 10 when our defense was just absolute, what, 31 against the run and 30 against the pass, whatever it was. It was, what was, it was it? bad. They, 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 listen, they, they came on at the end, and a lot of people, they, I went back and forth with a lot of people on Twitter, you know, a lot of the writers from either blogging the boys or, you know, or, or the Cowboys wire or inside the star, just some, a lot of reputable writers were coming at me when I said, and I quote, the Cowboys are set at tight end. We're good. We're good. You know what I mean? Like we're good. We, we are good. Need, we are good. And they're just like, you know, a lot of these people are coming at me like, Hey, you know, this guy's all generational. It's that in a third. And, and all oh, this guy, if he's there, you have to take him. You'd be stupid not to take him. And I'm just like, what? I don't know, man. I'm just, and again, we do want to answer the question uh, of who we would take. I just have never heard the term all generational with a tight end before. And if you look at the stats, this is my Keith. This is uh, of my brother who sent this. Okay. Okay. Um, From the road. From the road. Yeah. We're we're looking at all these other uh, tight ends. Uh, Aqua, uh, Aqua, I can't even say his name. Um, For who? For Denver. Oh, right? okay. No, is I, it I, a, 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 how do you say his name? Wait, are you talking about current tight ends? Yeah. No, they have no fan. They have no fan, and they have uh, like they had a couple other guys, but Wait, not. Hold on, give me a second, man. <laughs> no. Who's well, Hakeem Butler play for? Hakeem Butler? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Right. This is the point. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> they were drafted almost six six two fifty eight. The other six five two twenty seven. His 40 time, this is Albert Akubegu Gunham, whatever. He was drafted in the fourth round. Ran a 4.440, 4.449 at 6'6, 258 pounds. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He's 247 pounds, 6'5. He's from Iowa State. He was right. picked in the fourth round. Arizona Cardinals drafted him. And now he's playing uh, with, the, with the Eagles, actually. With he's playing Eagles. with the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. So, so, his so final, you're saying this guy was touted as one of the quote generational players, right? And and now nobody knows who the heck this guy is. And now there's Hakeem Butler, who was six five, two hundred twenty seven pounds, <laughs> ran a four four eight, and uh, you know his final year of touchdowns, he had nine. I think I'm just I'm I think I'm just tired of of expectations out of uh, uh, you know and, and look, you and Keith both rag on me constantly for being little Sturge, little optimistic thinks everything the Cowboys do is gold. And like, even when anger was signed, I believe you texted saying like, we're going straight to the Super Bowl or something like that. I was you know, making like, a joke. I, mean, I know, yeah. but I know, I know. Cause I, I know you're poking at me cause I'm always optimistic. No, and, no, 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 no. That was just, but a, I'm just a joke saying in general, that we signed a player that's out like, of the three of us. I'm the one that thinks that we could take this to the, to the wheels fall off, you know, this year. Uh, right. But now like, again, a lot of people are going at me and they're telling me that like, you just can't pass them up. You just, you can't do that. I'm just like, you know, did anybody else watch Jarvis Landry throw a touchdown pass over to us this year? Listen, and they're like, this, they're saying, well, they're like the cow, all right, the cow, I was just saying the Cowboys wire came out with a article the other day. And I think it was by Katie Drummond. 
uh, the editor, he comes out and says, you know, he, he pokes out six, uh, I think the six worst or five worst defensive plays of the year. Right. And it, like, uh, as far as yards given up on one play, you know, so big plays, he puts that out and I retweet it. And I said, this is why you need a defensive player at 10. You know, like I rest my case exhibit a, and then people are like, ah, oh, it's only six plays. I'm like, are you, did you guys watch the season? Like, I, I, you know, like, buddy, listen, listen, man, listen. Um, again, whoever thinks that a, a, a tight end is a tight end, a great tight end, like I said, can, can really change, can be a game difference, but it's not a game changer. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at Novacek as, as our third receiver back, you know, the last time we won a Super Bowl 30 years ago, <laughs> or however long it goes. Jay, Jay was at one point the fourth leading receiver in the NFL, but you still need, you still needed Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper, right? Mm-hmm. You still need these players. Now in today's type of offense, this is why the tight ends, these spread offenses are doing so well. But when you look at it, it's still, it's just a weapon that gets open, right? It's, it's not a Randy Moss. It's not a Terrell Owens. I mean, even in the history, I mean, we've had Jason Witten, has literally been our best player on the team for, I don't know. We was, he, he was uh Romo's go-to guy, but he wasn't a, he's not Michael Irvin. It's just not a position that changes that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But I beg the question to you and I'm only playing devil's advocate here. You see a guy like a Travis Kelsey, like a George Kittle, like a Darren Waller, those tight ends are legitimately almost uncoverable. Does that make sense? Like, does that they're only uncoverable because of the way that the, the defenses and offenses are played today? So what you need, what we need is defense. It's what we need. That's all we need. But That's- are you also saying that with Dak Prescott, maybe Blake Jarwin could become that uncoverable tight end because he's that he has that skill set? I mean, we don't know, but I, I don't to, know. to call right. Pitts a generational player as a tight end coming out of college is, is ridiculous. We don't need a tight end. I agree. Listen, again, we, we've beat this horse until it's bled out the last couple of weeks. But I'm just saying it doesn't go away because last week, Jerry Jones apparently linked to saying that he's infatuated with with Kyle Pitts. And I hate that because then you think about it and you're like, let's just say, let's just say Kyle Pitts becomes the greatest tight end in Dallas Cowboy history, which, you know, we have a long line of them. Billy Joe Dupree. We had Doug Cosby, we have Novacek, and of course, you know, the best of all time in, in that position for our team is Jason Witten. What does that mean? We don't, okay, so now we have this awesome offense, all right, but our trenches are garbage. Our trenches are not good, man. I, I, and, and defensively on that side of the ball, you know, to me, it's stupid. It would be dumb if we draft a tight end. The only way we would draft a tight end is if we could be guaranteed that there's going to be a, a, one of the defensive players that I have on my board. You know, if I were me, I would trade the top 10 pick. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally understand that. And we'll get into that in a second. But like, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sense of all. I just don't know what makes Pitts a generational player. What makes, what makes know. him a, a generational like, player oh, as got- a tight end? Uh, you gotta you gotta list him as a receiver because that's what he really is. And I'm like, okay, then do we need another receiver? We don't no. need another receiver. We don't need one. And then they're and you know I'm telling you right now. Here's the argument to that. But Michael Gallup's on a contract year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they always give you that extra something. Like oh well, Dalton Schultz is on a contract year. Do you so think we need offense? That's the, that's absolutely all I would ask. Not. Him. No, absolutely not. And look, you know what? Everybody under the sun 
could tell you that Dak Prescott was on pace to just go absolutely batshit nuts on the stat book last year. Even though we had, even though we had one win, we had one win. It didn't matter though. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. That's what I'm saying. It didn't matter because half those games that we did win the Falcons game and the goal, the goal. and, and, And just listen, the goal is to win Super Bowls. That's it. The goal is not to get a great player for fantasy football. Okay. The goal is not to get a million Instagram followers. The goal is to win ball games, to win. I mean, we were in the worst division. We couldn't even win it because our defense was atrocious. What do you mean they came on at the end? Who cares? Who cares? We lost to the, we had three running backs get a hundred yards <laughs> against our defense. Right. That's insane. That's insanity. Yeah. No. So anybody that's advocating a tight end does not understand the game of football. I'm going on record. Put me online. You do not understand the game of football, but put this as a soundbite. If you think that the Dallas Cowboys need is that tight end. I love it. I, I love it. And I'm going to use it. <laughs> if you think Pitts it. is going to change the course of this, of this franchise. Now. All right. I beg one more question before we get into what we want for this draft. No, it's, it's what we need. All right, fine. You're right. It is. It's what we need. It's uh, To me, last year at pick 17, I feel like that is an opportunity to do BPA. Best player available. Whoever's there on your board, CeeDee Lamb just happened to be there last year. We didn't need a receiver. We just said, you know what? This, this is the move. You got to make this move right now. Um, well, we also signed in free agency, you know, look, man, we, 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 on paper, we had a, we had a number one defense in the world on paper. <laughs> Until they you know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, you know, we, I mean, a lot of those defensive linemen did not play. I mean, again, when you're shooting the gaps and you're lining up the, the trenches never change. Okay. It, it never changes. You, you either beat the guy in front of you or you don't, you either draw a double team and leave your other guy open so he can make the play. It was absolute, utter garbage. I mean, our, nobody was in position to make plays. And whether we want to blame that on, um, what's his name? Nolan? Yeah. Oh, oh, who was our defensive coordinator again? No, you said it, Mike Nolan. Yeah, Mike Nolan. If we want to blame that, I don't know where the blame is. But we do know that we played like absolute, utter garbage. Now, we need to rebuild that defense. We got a lot of offensive weapons. Okay. And I would actually, I would trade this number 10 pick for the guy I want. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
Okay, so here, here, all right, we'll we'll segue right into that because it's it's the topic that, again, sometimes we could be talking about this until we're blue in the face, but sometimes you know the the listeners of the Blogging the Boys podcast network want to hear certain things. They want to know who the Jersey Boys, you know, myself, you, and Keith. You said you had Keith's pick, right? Well, um, yeah, we we both agree on one. He said just okay. it doesn't matter. All right, so what we would do. We actually With, both liked. We're, we're both gonna like my picks, my pick, but I'm gonna give Keith the other. But it don't matter. I'll t- go ahead. All right. Go so ahead. all right. So at pick ten, the way this is planning out is that you know one and two are quarterbacks. Three more than likely is another quarterback. Uh, four. It could be Kyle Pitts. It could be, you know, another quarterback, to be honest with you. The, the, the Falcons can make some kind of big splash and go a different route. By the time it gets to 10, there's going to be a chance for us to more than likely, unless unless hell freezes over, which it may, <laughs> with our luck, who knows, that we're going to have our choice at either drafting the tight end, the corner, a linebacker, um, an offensive lineman. There's a couple different ways that this can go. Uh, if you want me to start off and where you guys could start off, whatever you want to do, but what are we doing? What are the Dallas Cowboys doing? According to the Jersey boys podcast with pick 10, Brett, if, if it were me, all right, I'll go with me first. Go ahead. And Keith really agrees with this. Cause he loves this player. I would actually, uh, I mean, if, if, if he's still, I mean, he's obviously going to still be on the board, but if we could trade it and maybe get up two or three, knowing what the needs of other teams are, I would take the kid Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, the middle linebacker. The kid has zero offers. He's arguably one of the best defensive players in college football right now. I mean, the kid's a monster, and and he's like six four or five at the middle, uh, two fifty. I look at this, look at the size of him. Let's let me let me look at it just so I don't talk about my ass. Oh, yeah, look, look him up. But like that is uh so in that situation, no, I, I think that's definitely, will- that's definitely a trade down scenario. You're not picking him at ten. Well, I'm saying if if he's six four two sixty, wow, okay, that's a, that's a big boy. and this kid can move, and like I said, he had zero offers coming in. He, he reminds me of Ray Lewis, oh, not size wise, but you know, Ray Lewis did not have a lot of offers coming in for to, to Miami, and the kid is arguably the best, most impactful defensive player. And I dare anybody to challenge me on this, okay? In in college football right now, he can fill gaps. He's hungry. The kid knows how to find the ball. And, and he's earned every centimeter, every inch of what this kid has made and, and accomplished. Now, I think he'll still be around at 12, 13, 14, 15. So maybe we trade 10, right, to get to 14, depending on the needs of who we trade with, and get another pick out of well, that. Well, I'll tell you right now, right behind us is the New York Giants, and right behind them is the Philadelphia Eagles. So those are two spots we're not going to be trading with. Right. So it would have to be a 14, 15 scenario. But uh, listen, I, 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 I wish and I will. Collins, if, I, I mean, look, if, for me, I would just take the kid right away. See, that's, um, what, I, that's what I was going to ask you. If you have, let's just say you're Jerry Jones, right, or, or Stephen Jones, and, and you have this guy in mind, do you put a value on somebody, or do you say, like, when it comes to our pick, we're getting our guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, here, here's all right. So this was what this is what I'm coming because this is like yeah. the value argument. I'm speaking you know? for two of us. OK, mm-hmm. and I would then if, if it's tough, I think Zayvon Collins could be around, around a little longer. OK, but at that number 10 spot and Keith, you know, Keith would go with Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. That's probably the better okay. linebacker. Both those, 
touted, touted uh, wise. Like he's touted linebacker. Right. Um, but we, me and him both love Zayvon Collins. But Micah Parsons is the one that's there. There's a good chance Zayvon might still be around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we, if we trade for two picks, right? So if we trade that number 10 to like number 14 or whatever, and if Micah's still around, we pick him up and then grab uh, Zayvon Collins a little later. Because, you know, look, Sean Lee's gone. Um, I don't know what Jalen Smith is going to do. Know. I don't know about Sean Lee yet. There's nothing that's nothing been reported about retirement or anything like that. But either way, he's not starting. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh, right. If we can get these two young, young bulls on, on, on the defense, man, both of them can fill the gaps. Micah is, is, you know, uh, is he could play outside more too. Okay. So remember you know what but, I mean? Yeah. But keep but, in mind, man, you know, we need keep to, do to fill that, fill, fill that middle. I, I think did. Zay- we did sign Keanu Neal and he's going to be starting with the linebacker room. You know what I mean? So that's- yeah, I know as an outside, but at the same time, uh, you know, he could still make noise at safety. Yeah, and, no, I agree. And, and, you know, look, you, you, you can play with the defense more, man. I mean, look, when we, you know, again, when we, when we were, uh, it's hard now uh, to compare it to the nineties defense, but we had a, we had a lot of linebackers in rotation. A lot of guys like that Darren Woodson esque. Like I remember Darren Smith was undersized. I think Godfrey miles. Wasn't that big. If I'm not mistaken, Dexter Copley was like four like ten, bro. <laughs> but I mean, you got guys that can fly around the ball and that's what we need, man. We need guys that can get underneath the patterns, fill the gaps, get under the curl, you know, and, and, and make some noise. And, you know, I think we signed two good safeties in free agency. Um, but if we could get a guy like a, 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 a Parsons or a Collins, man, I'm all in. All right. I'm all in over a tight end. Yeah. Okay. So now, now I know I it's to... confusing. I know I'm all over the place. I would no, say, if, you know, but you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? If we could trade that 10 and then maybe get to 14 and then get two first rounds for that 10 or a oh, later I, one. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know how the values work as far as trades are concerned. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, But I do know that, you know, if somebody were to move up, it, it all depends on how many spots the, the teams move up to, to get the value for the trade. So you might get a second or you might get next year's second. I don't know how it works, but we need, we have two linebackers right now that can make noise for us. I think if we bring them in out of Micah Parsons and Zayvon Collins, if Micah Parsons is not around, then absolutely take Zayvon Collins. Right. right. So you're, all, so you and Keith are all linebacker all day. All linebackered up. And then, then I have another one, but I'll let you go now because right. I think, I think we're on the same page with this one. Yeah. Um, I've been, saying it for weeks now i don't think there is a question um you know you lose a Ch- uh, cheetah bay awuzie in free agency you re-sign jordan lewis so now as it stands right now you have jordan lewis trayvon diggs anthony brown as your cornerbacks i think that rounds out you round out that group and if patrick Sertain is there you absolutely take this kid he is the most pro ready cornerback right now coming out of alabama that that system in itself is just a bunch of pro ready dudes. You know what I mean? So I am a hundred percent not mad at that pick. Yeah. So if we like, just imagine, like I said, and Diggs, Diggs, uh, that's his old uh, teammate. So I mean, like, imagine Diggs and Sertain as your one, two, and then your nickel corner would be Jordan Lewis and a, and a little swap in with Anthony, Anthony Brown. Jordan Lewis got a bad rap because of his, his behavior towards the end of last year with that one penalty. Everybody's like, oh my God, cut him. Um, but I think Jordan Lewis, they used to call him the ball god. Because he would, he was a hawk. He was always around the ball, and he would make those plays, and and you know, and cause 
literal disruption within the passing game. And I think Anthony Brown is a very underrated cornerback. So you add a Patrick Sertain to this secondary after adding three safeties in free agency. Yeah. And then, yes, I believe, I believe a hundred percent that there's a, an absolute need at linebacker. Absolutely. Cause again, there was nobody harder last year on Jalen Smith than me, you know, our, our, our favorite Leighton Vander Hulk, you know, like he, uh, he just didn't pan out because he's just getting injured a lot. And who knows another stinger can put him out for the year. You don't know. So I think, um, I think the youth I, movement is definitely a necessity as well. I, I don't, I don't know if, if, again, I don't think certain is going to be there though. I think somebody might possibility. Now I think someone might scoop him up if he's there. If he's, all right, there. If he's not there, which again, I, possibility. I still you go, think you go middle I, linebacker. Well, I, I still stick with a corner. I still say JC really? Horn, JC Horn um, has come on a lot as of late with the, with the touting and the people that are talking about him and he's just as good. And this, that, and the third, I don't believe he's just as good as certain. I think he's up there. I think he's a first round caliber corner. Um, or here, here's the, here's a dream scenario. Ready for this. And, and this is where I side with you guys, as far as a linebacker is concerned. If for whatever reason we get to trade back a little bit, right. And we decide to trade back four spots and Parsons is there. Right. And we get to take Parsons. And in that trade, we're a little bit higher into the second round, meaning we're already the 10th pick in the second round. So we're actually already pick 42, right? As of right now, if we can get to like 36, 37, there's a chance that Caleb Farley is there and drops that far because of his microsurgery. That's when I would take Farley. So but now he, you have, he, that's not, uh, yeah. If it if it's there, that's a like I said, that's a dream scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could take Parsons, the best linebacker in the draft, and then maybe the third highest rated corner in the draft. Kind of how we landed T uh, Trayvon Diggs last year. Nobody expected us to do that. That was a one percent chance. You froze. What did you? You, you froze said, on me. So you're saying the third, third best corner? Third best corner in the draft after okay. taking the best uh, the best linebacker in the draft. You know what right. I mean? So then now now you look at this. All of a sudden. You got yourself a defense. You know what I mean? Like those two guys. And just and just like the Trayvon Diggs move last year, there was a 1% chance we got Trayvon Diggs last year. But, and see, we got he, him. He, he, but Trayvon Diggs, again, man, I was so impressed with that kid. I think I gave him my rookie of the year or whatever award. And what's good, too, about our, our defensive backs, because our front seven was such garbage, mm -hmm. you know, they they really, uh, especially got the Trayvon Diggs, they, they, they it was um, – baptism by fire man i meant these these kids you know they they got thrown right into the mix mm -hmm. um I, I think with that pick we either take parsons or certain if he's there look if certain is there you can't not you you may not pass on him I, you may not be able to parsons will definitely go but zaven collins might still be around so you're into this collins kid Oh, dude! Yeah, this. I'm gonna have to. Kid, I'm gonna have to do some tape study before the next time. Without, we, uh, without throwing out names, uh, uh, a buddy of mine that knows a lot about college football said this is a kid that that this kid is a once in a lifetime player. Okay. I mean, he should be. But and now, that's, well, that's what they say. If about, we had no offense, if we had no offense at all, if we didn't have the receivers we have and the running back we have, and you know. We paid top three money for maybe a top eight quarterback. 
we're, we're already on offense. Unless there's an offensive lineman lingering that we need. Now that's one, that's one extra piece I would say into consideration, considering our current offensive line. It's not the only one that's aging, aging is Tyron Smith, our left tackle. Everybody else is relatively young. Um, you know, Zach Martin is entering. They I stay think healthy. His, that's his, a- yeah. I think Zach Martin's entering his seventh year. So like, he's still, you know, in it. And we got the new center. Tyler Biotis is probably going to start this year. I would assume. And you got Connor Williams who wants to be a pro bowler. He's tweeted about it. He wants, that's his next goal. He wants to get to the pro bowl. Uh, And our right tackle with Collins. Our our offensive line is pretty solid. If they're healthy, if they're healthy, they're solid. And even if, if Smith is there, that's a solid thing. But if like a penny, so well, man, if one of those guys or Slater, yeah, I, I geez, these guys are hosses, bro. Every time I see another clip of these guys, I'm like, these guys are monsters. So, I mean, again, uh, it, 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 if we pick somebody, I mean, again, you could get good defensive linemen in free agency. We have good potential. Our just our linebacking core was just not up to par. And let's just say that Jalen Smith and 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 Van Der Esch have all pro seasons. You know, there's nothing going to hurt with having. And another having, having another one yeah. uh, inside or middle linebacker that could come in and make that noise, man. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, so I, I mean, agree. again, what, look, the, I I don't know what the other teams before us need, so I couldn't sit there and well, talk like about. Like I said, the, like I said, the first four picks potentially could be quarterbacks. So well, then you're looking at again, five he, through ten as right, offensive right, linemen. Even, even the teams before us, right? Yeah, I don't Denver. know. I gotta I gotta look into that more, but I do know what we need. Right. I'm a Cowboys fan. All right. So you're saying no matter what, though, Defense. it is it is well that but you're on team draft need, not draft want. Absolutely. OK, I am with you. I am and you should always draft for need, not for what you want. Look, CD Lamb was something that we we could use. I mean, and, and we did kind of need and could, you know, but we were our defense should not have been this atrocious. <laughs> right. You're right. It wasn't supposed to be. When you looked at the defense last year on paper, look, look, dude, me, you, and Keith, 11 and five is what we thought the Dallas Cowboys were going to finish last year. Yes. Did they lose their quarterback? Absolutely. And it was a whole different whirlwind of problems. But that defense. Sorry, man, buddy. Again, man. I, again. I'm so tired. I'm so tired again. of looking at the back of jerseys. Again, did we did we lose our defense? We were already down on pretty much four games when he went out. Well, what was what were we one and two or one and three? I understand. I understand. But no, I'm saying I'm saying no, we had I know eight, you, we had yeah. eight turnovers, and then well, that was wife, Zeke, huh? That was Zeke. I mean, he was putting I, I, the ball I mean, in the carpet. Yeah, we had more than that too. I mean, Dak was turning the ball over. Um, you know, and then everybody talks about stats because this is a stupid effing generational thing where fantasy football means something it's dungeons and dra- it's nerd shit okay <laughs> the goal is to win games you win in the trenches defense can still win ball games if you don't think so look at what tampa's defense did and shut down Mahomes. Right. and that offense even though two of the tackles right. were out and you would think- but i'm saying yeah we- I'm just saying you would think the year before that, that's the thing. The mentality shifts every year from year to year. The year before that, it was Mahomes in that offense was just untouchable, and that's why they make it all the way to the Super Bowl and won the damn thing. You know what I mean? Because that offense was unbelievable, and they had a serviceable defense. Right. They were, they were okay. You know what I mean? Like, they, were, they got there. They had the honey badger. They did, you know, they had their guys. They had guys that made plays. Um, you know, these other offenses that 
have won Super Bowls, had good defenses. When the Legion of Boom was winning Super Bowl with uh, Seattle, Seattle's offense was serviceable with Russell Wilson. But I'll, give another example. I'll give you another example. Okay, and again, Keith, Tom Brady, I'm glad Keith's not here. We're not trying to negate Tom Brady, but that defense really was the MVP. To hold that offense to nine points, right? And again, the goal is to win Super Bowls. It's the same thing when, when Manning was with the Denver Broncos because he won a Super Bowl with another team. The okay. Giants, but the that, Giants won their Super Bowls with their defense. That's my opinion. But but I'm saying it, it, it's so annoying too when you talk to people. And of course, your offense needs to score points to win. But when you look at what the Denver Broncos defense did that year, right? I mean, it was it was phenomenal. We don't have that. We just right. don't have it. Not yet. Nope. You're so right. I, I think I think if we if we go deeper in the uh if we go deeper in the back, like more towards the linebacker in, in the middle more, um, and, you know, we, we, we start loading up there, it'll help us with underneath coverages. And then who the, who the hell is going to care about a tight end coming across the middle if we get a guy and get underneath them, you know? Very true. Very true. Touché all I'm saying is we don't, we don't need to draft pits. That's all. <laughs> The moral of the story is that's the so, moral of the story. We go defense before uh, before we wrap it up. I, I got a question. I, I pose a question for you. You obviously have a couple years on me. You've watched a lot of drafts. Do you have a favorite draft pick moment that you've witnessed? Obviously, you've watched all the drafts, but like when, when the Cowboys drafted this guy, you were just like all in. I can't believe this. Let's go. This might be my favorite pick of all time. Do you have something off the top of your head? I'm just curious. Yeah, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. I but would was, never laugh. Maybe it, I but see, you got to understand, it didn't almost pan out. It didn't almost pan out. Okay. No, but when we drafted Michael Irvin, okay. I, I was so excited. You know, I knew I was a U fan. He was from Miami. He was from Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, Mike didn't really do that well the first two, three years. He was actually on the cutting block a couple of times. And then I, I forgot who the other guy was. I think it was Sherrard, somebody. But I think Mike got hurt. And, and, but, but I didn't think it was going to be that. I didn't know he was going to end up being that way, but yeah, when we drafted Michael Irvin, I was, I was, ex, you know, extremely excited. Michael Irvin for you. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I would have to say, and I've watched a lot of drafts. I could probably say, I remember the drafts from like, I don't know, like 94 on actually like, remember, remember going in those, like it, it, without talking about like the, the, the draft picks from the nineties, the, like the, the two thousands on were just like, Miss after miss after miss. And like, obviously, DeMarcus Ware is something that comes up. But my favorite pick was when Jerry jumped up and grabbed Des Bryant. I was I was yeah. so excited about that. Like when, when we all of a sudden I'm, I'm bouncing at the time at the local bar and I see that the Cowboys are in the slot. All of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what, what are they doing? They, they have to they know who they want. And then they like pan over to Michael Irvin and he's going nuts because he knows exactly what the Cowboys are doing and it was that moment where they just took Des Bryant and you just saw the look in his eyes and and he was just it was just pumped to be a Cowboy blessed to be a Cowboy that had to be one of my favorite uh, and there was also also when we drafted Danny Noonan and uh David LaFleur <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna explain it and say do you have a least favorite draft pick and I'm gonna say right off the bat we've said this 16 times in the past summer, you know, when we, when we were doing our other, our show on the other, uh, you know, by ourselves, uh, when we, when we drafted, uh, Bobby Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> I was Actually, like, I, I like, I mean, I wasn't excited about the pick. I told you I liked it. 
Oh my god! I thought he was a good linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, he played well in college. Yeah, and then he turned into a complete just—I don't even know what. He, he makes everything that Jalen does look that much better. But um, all right. Um, Jalen, listen though, you keep forgetting though. Okay, Jalen Smith before he got hurt, oh, he was—he was the best linebacker in the country. Yeah, he was the best linebacker in the country. In the country, without hands down. So now, if we risk. can sneak, if we can sneak uh, uh, Micah Parsons or Zayvon Collins in the middle, I, I would absolutely love that. All right. Well, it remains to be seen. We'll see. We'll go find out. Zavin, to all the listeners, go look up Zayvon Collins highlights and watch this kid play. Now, again, you know, it was like like me. I didn't I didn't really become a man until I was twenty. I didn't start blossoming athletically, right? Mm. I mean, if and, and I I had this disagreement with another cowboy fan. Uh, in a, in a private message. I don't do stuff publicly, but I'm like, he's like, he played at Tulsa. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Jerry Rice played division two football. Walter Payton played division two football. Leon Lett played division three NAIA. I think it was Emporia state. Larry Allen went to Sonoma state. What does that got to do with anything? And then bench 225 like 45 times at the well, combine. Well, you see, a lot of times, a lot of guys develop. They don't develop as well at 18. You know, you're talking about an 18-year-old kid right. to a 20-year-old, 21-year-old man in three years. Mm-hmm. It's It could be a totally different player. And right. for this guy and his size and for how he moves and how he plays, what's even more important, and, and I say this too, and this is what made Shaq very special and what also made Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan would be Michael Jordan if he was 5'9 or 7'1, right? right? That has not like, and we could get to the LeBron Jordan thing, but if LeBron is an average size guy, is he still the same player, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I will tell you, Jordan was an average size player and, and is the greatest of all time. There's something about athletes that you can watch play. And I'm not trying to hype this kid up because you never know in the pro leagues, but when you watch this kid play, this kid can find the ball. He and and he's playing like because it almost didn't happen for him. Right. You understand? I like that. Um, I like that mentality at least. Yeah. And the kid can find it, man. And to be that big and that fast, it's like, Jesus, man. Where All do right. you look up his highlights? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna do that pretty much as soon as I get home tonight. That that sounds like a little homework project for myself. Just look him up, man. Yeah, I, will. I will, I will. So with that being said, we we do have our not disagreements, but differences in picks of who we want, but we're all in agreement. Well, me and Brett and Keith are in agreement that it is defense, defense, defense. And and, and, and if Sertain's there, and if Sertain's there, we maybe we pick him up and see if Collins is there later on for the, you know, 10th in the second round. I don't, Michael Parsons is not going to get, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to go within the first. I think, I think Parsons is a top 10 pick to be honest. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. So maybe this Collins kid is, there's something to it. So we'll see. So let me ask you this. Sertain's not there. Parsons is there. And Pitts is there. You go Parsons or Pitts? I go Parsons. Okay. I told you, I'm not, I'm not on this team. We need a tight end. I'm not on that. I'm not on this. You can't, I'm trying, listen, I'm actually like, I'm like an open book on, on Twitter. I'm like almost telling somebody like present it to me. Like I'm uh like a, a, like a shark on shark tank. Like, why should I buy in to Kyle Pitts? You know what I mean? Like, tell me why. And listen, I see the, I see the highlights. I see he's a freak. I get it. He's great. He's going to be great. Who knows? Maybe, you know, like I said, 
a lot of these guys are drafted and they don't pan out in the pros. And that's just, that's just the way of luck, but it would be, it would be like saying this. And what if Trevor Lawrence is still there, which he's not, would right. we take him? Exactly. Generational quarterback, him. generational quarterback. Would you take him if he falls to 10? No, you wouldn't. You would not because you're, we, you're sold we on spent $190 million. <laughs> right. Right. So again, defense, Defense, defense. In a couple of weeks from now, we're still a little bit of ways away. Uh, it, it's interesting to see if there will be any more moves or trades or anything else before the draft, or is it going to be a draft night type situation? We'll see, but we won't know until it happens. But we'll still h- keep hyping it until it does. So, absolutely. And also, if you're in the Cleveland area, I'll be at the Lorraine Theater um, Saturday. All in right. Lorraine, Ohio. The Doors tour open can- at six thirty, I think. The tour continues. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm just so glad to see a lot of these things picking up again. It just makes a makes a better world, man. Makes a, like a, a much better place. Everybody's go to, starting. Go to go to go to, go to Brett Comedy. Brett with one T. B R E T Comedy for the tour schedule. There you go. You when and you I'll be coming to Earth? Texas too, man. I'm going to be in Arlington. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Arlington, Virginia. I'm going to be in Corpus Christi and San Antonio coming up as well. Okay. Okay. When are you come back to Jersey? Anytime soon. I don't know about that, buddy. <laughs> they still got to open it up, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you did the stress factory. I mean, it's technically open, sort of, kind of, whatever. But for Dave Sturgeo and Brett Ernst, and of course, Keith Ernst on assignment tonight, we will <laughs> see you guys next week. <laughs>